You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Welcome back. Hi, sisters. Welcome. Ooh, we get a little we get a little welcome tune out of you. Let's do um harmony. Ready? No. One, two, not. three. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. I don't even know what harmony means. Oh I don't god. even know how to harmonize. You were like, welcome. You were like, just I can't even do it. It was like just you speaking. Like it wasn't even a song. It wasn't even a tune. It wasn't a melody. Okay, so Mads and I used to do theater together, and I used to cry to my mom because Maddie was. You told the story in this episode, so save it for save it for the folks. Sorry, sorry. Save it. It's such a good. It's such a good story. (laughs) Okay, well, let's not tell it multiple times. Okay, sorry. Anyway, well, that was a welcome. If you're new to the podcast, I'm Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OKSIS podcast. Do people think my name is actually Mads? I think so. Oh. Her real name is Maddie, but we call her Mads. Yeah. M-Dog. Mad Dog. Nobody calls you M-Dog. Everyone from high school calls me M-Dog. Okay, that is... I've never heard of that in my life. Really? Yeah, I've never heard of that. They all call me M-Dog. Um, That's so Mads, weird. Madster. Madster, I've heard. I like Mads. Madela. Madela. Like you call me Scoutala. <laughs> Scoutala. That's cute. Oh, I love it. Um, so thoughts on Ariana Grande? You know what? Okay, so uh, this is um this is becoming the Ariana Grande podcast. What the fuck is going on? Because you're obsessed Are we with her. I'm not obsessed with her. This is her PR team. She has implanted it. She this is what she wanted. Th- we she has We're it falling is her, into her ploy. It is her world and we are just living in it. I mean, I don't really agree with that, but I will say, so I'm not a huge Ariana Grande fan, but her last song I actually really like. Seven Rings. Gee, thanks. Just pun it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Have you seen the music video? No, I have not. God is it good? damn it. Sorry. It is like a pink bubblegum wonderland. Oh, cute. It's, the aesthetic is very 
pleasing to the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will. It, it sh- Whoever she her. tries to be really sexy, and I have a very, very big issue uh, with Ariana Grande when she's trying to be sexy because she looks like a twelve-year-old girl. She looks like a twelve-year-old, and I feel dirty watching her grinding on a kitchen table and i'm just like you are two years old do you want to know what's insane so i was recently looking at an old i think it was a rolling stones cover of britney spears Mm -hmm. when she was like 16 or 17 years old and she's in this like sexy pajama outfit with all these dolls and like stuffed animals behind her in her room Mm -hmm. and i'm like the amount that we fetish fetish what fetishize fetishized fetishized her young singers that look like they're um teenagers <laughs> is ridiculous and i like i mean it's concerning it's yeah. so concerning because she knows what sells she Ew. knows that this like little fantasy girl yeah it's <laughs> disgusting so but that's what the media does the Oy. media like fetishizes young women into thinking that they're sexy when they're like 16 years old yeah yeah it's yeah it's a little concerning anyways um love the song banger for sure yeah, she's banger. going into rap i guess yeah that's what i was thinking i was like wow i'm into it interesting you know what i'm into it she can do it all okay i'm and into just it just let that hair down girl let, let that go. i want to rip that fucking bony oh my god <laughs> tell us how you really feel it's it was like taylor swift when she did that curly hair and she and she wore it in the very beginning like she mm. only wore her hair like that where is t swift what do you mean where is t swift she hasn't come out with any new songs lately has she she just went on the biggest stadium tour of her life oh. called Reputation. Oh. And I don't keep up with her. Yeah, I know. It's very apparent. I don't keep up with her. And a lot now of she's um well now she's gonna be doing Cats the musical, but the what? The the movie version. What? Her and um Fuck. You forgot the name? No. Oh my god. He's the Oh my god! What? Oh my god! Talk. What's his name? I don't remember. Don't his name. Okay. Shit! We're, we're just gonna He's glide over the that one. British. He was sexiest man alive. I have no idea. British. We about. went to his favorite fish and chips place in England. Hugh Grant. No. No, I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh my god! I'm so sorry, everyone. Okay, let's oh, just glide bad. past this, okay. please. Um. Oh, a uh, little development that I would like to um update oh, everyone let's on. Hear. on. I'm gonna start getting into haikus. Oh, God. What is this about? <laughs> I don't know if I'm here for this. Where, where I think haikus, this... I think haikus, when they are done well, and they comment on society. So- society in a very smart way, I think, are incredibly... Ca- they capture an essence so perfectly. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explore the medium. Okay, you can explore the medium. You can recite your haikus on the podcast. I'll let you do that. <gasps> a new segment called Haiku of the Week. Oh, my God. There's just like so many segments. It's getting out of control. Yeah, we, we need to like rein it in a little bit. I know. That's the story of my life. I'm just like, my, my brain just like sparks oh, up on everything. I would like to check in with you. How are your crossword puzzles going? They're going fabulously. Um, I didn't bring my iPad. I'm, we're in San Diego right now, and I didn't bring my iPad this weekend. And I woke up, and I was like, Oh, this would have been the perfect, perfect morning to do a perfect morning puzzle. to sit with my coffee and do the crossword puzzle. But I did not have my iPad. I will only do it on my iPad. So I'm going to go home when I go back to LA. I'm going to do it today. But yes, I am still, still doing it. Up and I'm yes. proud of you. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, when I make a resolution, I follow you, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, the knitting one is is on the back burner. Because I have to go to the store. 
Oh, God forbid. And it's very far away. <laughs> and it's very far. You have to go to the, there's a knitting store in the last bookstore in downtown LA on the. There is. Oh, there yeah, is. On the top floor. It's that so is true. Cute. I'll go to that one. It's Perfect. so cute. That's what, that's my plan. Oh, everyone. Uh, we're going to be in New York in this weekend. Yes. So everyone. If you're in New York, hit us up. Hit us up. Also, we are. Would like to watch the Super Bowl with fun people. Yeah, can we need we need an invitation. We need an invitation. I don't care if it's at a bar. I don't care if it's at a house. We will come. We will bring alcohol and food, and be a good time. Yeah, we will definitely be a good time. Yeah, we need somewhere to watch the Super Bowl. We need. I, I'm getting a little anxious about this because I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. Okay, I'm like half excited because I clearly just became a Rams fan. Yeah, just by default. I'm not really a Rams fan. I'm just by yeah by default of our like crazy mother fanatic fan i didn't even know she was a rams fan yeah yeah but it's pretty intense she has a very she has a deep allegiance to la so yes are you a chargers fan no no yeah fuck chargers no fuck chargers we used to be big chargers fans and then they fucking left us i can't believe they left sandy that was like so dumb why would you go to la I don't know why you'd go to L.A. right when the Rams had just come to L.A. It doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. And they can't even sell out their own I know, it's really theaters. Sad. And it's a really small but, amphitheater. But they, they are actually pretty good. They yeah, got, they got to they the playoffs. Got, no, they didn't. They oh. got almost to the play. They got to the round before the playoffs. Oh, I thought they got to the playoffs. No, the Rams were in the playoffs. Oh, got it. Um, well, that's good for them, but still, they're ostracized. Ostracized. <laughs> that was, I butchered that one up. Ostracized. Okay, let's do the word of the week. Okay, the word of the week is grok, and it means to under. How fitting! It sounds like gronk. What does gronk? He's mean? a he's a player at the on the Patriots. Oh, okay. Look at me! Oh my god, I have just like yeah, a, wealth a wealth of football, football knowledge. knowledge. Good really? for you, girl. Oh my god, guys. Good for you, girl. Okay, so this week's word is a verb, and it means to understand something intuitively or by empathy. Oh, fabulous! Isn't that pretty? Intuition. What yeah. a power! What a power! Do you have good intuition? Um, I think so. I think I do too. I definitely I have empathy. Yes, you do I, have em- I empathy. You are with people a lot. You are a very empathetic person. Yeah, so I like. Not this so word. sure I am, but well, yeah, you're not. I have as to check in. Oh, thanks. Great. You're welcome. I need to check in. I need to check in with that. Check in with that. Do some journaling. Yeah, Come back. Write am a haiku. I? Yep. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write the best fucking haiku about being empathetic. about being non-empathetic. Oh my god. Oh wow. We have just gone into pretentious mode over well, here. Can you? What can we say? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Our guest today. Yes, been following her for years. Courtney Halverson, she is Pretty Little Fawn, a.k.a. Pretty Little Fawn. A.k.a. Pretty Little Fawn. And it's so crazy because we've both been following her. It's so, it's kind of wild how Instagram has allowed us to just like peer into lives. lives and, and we don't even know them. And when I met her, I felt like I was just like watching her on my Instagram story. But yeah. I was like, wait, you're real, really here. Which is like the how, best what a trip is podcast, that? that we get to like meet people that we've been following for years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just the uncovering that they are fucking amazing. She is so funny. She is so down to earth. And she's, I mean, not, she's like a ball of energy. She was, she had so much, energy. but she's also just like elegant. Yeah. And very elegant. Celestial. Ooh, look at those adjectives. Get it. Girl. Otherworldly. Yeah. That's very much her. Oh God. If you just look through her feed, you just, you just feel I just I get such a warm feeling when I go through 
her Instagram. Yeah, I do too. Her photos are prime and we talk about how she captures them. Yeah. She gives us all the secrets. She gives us all the but secrets. yeah, I um I once saw her at a restaurant and I was like, Oh my god, I know that girl. Like oh I god. didn't tell her that. Yeah. My dog is barking up a storm right now. Yeah, Lola, shut Lola, up. One moment. We are podcasting. We are podcasting. How disrespectful of you. Okay, well go easy on her. Anyways, um no, Corny is fabulous and she's so gentle and she was You're kind gonna, with her time. Yeah, she was great. Okay, sisters, enjoy. Enjoy. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. 
Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Introducing Courtney Halverson, born in Southern California, is successfully building a diverse career, playing a variety of roles in film, television, and commercials. A natural redhead with sparkling green eyes, Courtney began her acting career at an early age in local stage productions, music videos, and independent films. A high school graduate at age 15, Courtney has continued to pursue an education in tandem with her acting career. In 2011, Courtney started her wildly successful blog and brand, Pretty Little Fawn, which will guarantee you to give you all of the ethereal feels. So without further ado, Courtney. Oh my God. My mom wrote the first half of that bio. Oh my God, that's so when cute. When I was 17 oh on my, my IMDb, so I heard yes, it and I was I like... I stalked it. I was like, where can I find the perfect I bio mean, for Courtney? And your mom knows best. She really nailed it, except for my hair is no longer naturally red and I'm also no longer pursuing an education, but... Oh, well, that was my know. that's fine. No, I mean that just means that my mom is like still wanting all these things to happen <laughs> for me. So wait, you dye your hair now? Oh, it's so dyed, it's all fake. Oh, really? What's yeah. your natural hair color then? I think it's like brown now, but okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I've been dyeing it for so long, oh so I have God, no it's idea. Beautiful. It's beautiful. But I'm gonna cling to that lie that I have. What was it? Natural hair and sparkling green, <laughs> sparkling, sparkling green, green eyes. eyes. Thanks, yes, girl. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Oh my God, that's so I cute. Love it. I know. I had to put that last uh, part. To get uh, your pretty little fawn will guarantee to give you all the ethereal feels. Oh my god, you are the definition of ethereal. I stop. It's like this mystical experience to just go through your Instagram. Yes, your your Instagram is so lovely. I mean, it's next level. It's like delicate I mean. and airy, and mm-hmm. just like you just we're just gonna fly over I'm you. Getting, I'm getting warm right now. This is <laughs> Are a we all lot. I'm sorry, <laughs> we're like really hitting I mean, I'm you not hard. Mad about it, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do round of current fixations. Okay, I'll start. Okay, so mine's super nerdy this week. It's yes. a TV show called The Orville, and it's like a Star Trek. Sp- Ooh. but so what? I watched. So it's like it takes place in space, and there's all these different universes. And I watched the first two episodes, and, and I liked it. It was like funny, whatever. But then by episode three, I was like, "Damn, this show is smart." Hooked. I, uh, they have this episode where there's a um, a planet where only the male species lives. There's no females, but every seventy five years, a female is born. And one of the guys, one of these two guys, had a female. And they were discussing whether or not they need to have a sex change. And so it got into sex oh. change politics and it got really crazy. And I was like, whoa. Ooh. Okay, so wait. Where is this? Where is this on? I think what? it's on Hulu. It's, it's by like Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. It's Seth MacFarlane. <gasps> wait, Seth MacFarlane? Is, yeah. is it a comedy? It's a comedy. Oh, my God. This whole time I was like, just joking. Oh, I, yeah. Sure. I was no, thinking that's it's like some handsmaid tale No, 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 no. It's oh. a comedy. Oh. And it's just really smart. Fabulous. It also deals with like religion and not knowing if there's anything outside of this world they have like this topics that they touch upon are super smart are, are you a seth MacFarlane fan not really interesting I feel like but i guess seen, now i am i've seen bus ads for this so now that you've said yeah. that but this whole time i was like this sounds like black mirror like no it's a funny. planet of only men <laughs> yeah. but now that it's a comedy i'm like a planet of only men kind of is a comedy yeah, yeah. that's a comedy <laughs> yes it's good though it's really good interesting yeah no it's a good okay. one and my husband's okay. gonna be super proud that i'm saying this because he is obsessed i was with just gonna show. say <laughs> was this your husband 
husband's this was my husband's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still on the Brooklyn Nine Nine. So are we? I kick. haven't started that yet. <gasps> oh, okay, I'm kind of afraid to because I feel like there's like a million episodes. You're I mean, gonna that's be like exciting. Oh, it's but... actually not. It's not. It goes by okay. quick. I'm already like through season two and I just okay. started. It is phenomenal. It's so fucking. I feel funny. like it was so underrated when it was on the air. Right? It it's so no longer on the air. No, it is. They just came out with a new season. But it. But it's done. After, That's the last season. I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't think... I feel like everyone's discovering it now. Am I wrong? Well, it's on... It's on Hulu. Okay. So maybe just people are It did win it. some Golden Globes the well, first year it came out. The first year it was... It surprised it. It surprised it. Wow! It surprised everyone uh, because it won the best comedy, and then Andy Samberg, I think, won best actor. People were like, "What the fuck is happening?" What's Brooklyn Nine Nine? What's Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah. Like people were very surprised, right. and then you just discover the magic of it. it is, it's so I good. Need to watch this. I need to give it a go. I'm rewatching The Office right now. Oh, oh I mean, you that's, cannot that's go wrong constant, with that. That's a constant rewatch. I that's hadn't. Just, uh, I hadn't rewatched it since it first aired. So oh, I'm like, wow. I forgot half of what happened. Oh so it's like, I would love to go back and rewatch The Office God, without, like, yeah, without like having seen it recently and mm-hmm. like a number of times yeah it's, it's a really delightful treat that i gave yeah. myself like eight years later oh love it i know i i i have my staple rewatches the office uh friends friends and how i met your mother are you not a parks and rec fan i am but i'm like a i'm a more i'm a more office fan. person i'm a more office person. i think i'm more of a parks and rec fan because leslie nope is literally my spirit animal and yeah, i'm obsessed I mean, with her and you love all the waffles uh, what's his face chris yeah but what's he was name? he was never what's last name Chris Pratt. Yeah. He was never really my favorite at Park in Parks and Rec. You just like him because of Jurassic Park. Yes. Oh, he's so ripped as yeah. shit. No. Scout is obsessed with Chris Pratt. Yeah. But like, I okay, wouldn't, did you okay, like- I wouldn't go like that far. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not, I like, would. No, I'm not like that obsessed She's like, he's him. not on my binder. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like him and he's like one of my favorites. Like you always talk about him. We've no, just because so he just got engaged. So I'm like, oh my God, he got engaged. That's because I was did. like really rooting for him and Anna Ferris. They got divorced. I was devastated. And now I'm like stoked that he found someone new. And Anna Ferris like immediately was like, congratulations. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was so, she's, she's so, so sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's her. amazing. She's amazing. Oh, Anna Ferris. Okay, Matt, do you want to do your current yes, fixation? Yes, Wow, we just went on a whole We loop. digress. Ooh, we digress. <laughs> <loop there. laughs> um, okay, so my current fixation is actually something I don't have yet. Oh, my God, you're literally yelling. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm always yelling. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> here is, for it. This is the, oh God, this is the reality yelling. of the podcast. She, okay, so Scout edits all of our podcasts, and oh. she just has to lower my volume all the way down. I'm just screaming the entire time. So you're just hearing entire those entire peaks and, and valleys right now. You're yes. like, son of a bitch. I'm like, this is going to really get me later for my job. Okay, keep going. Anyways, so I am in the pursuit of a camel and or beige sweatpant set. Did you find one? No. So oh, what's oh, your I thought it was like in the mail on its way. Oh, I know. I was like, where did you order it? I'm in pursuit. I'm trying to find it. I'm currently fixated on the pursuit of it. You know what? I've been wa- I like I there's this like a fitted one or like a Sean John. I want <laughs> joggers. Okay. And I want like a crew neck yeah like crop top little crop, yeah, yeah yeah boxy i mean when you find it can you send me the yeah, link because like, like now i, I kind of want that i went to H&M, what about what about yeah, shop private party no 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 ASOS. i want like yeah i went to asos i went to everlane only has the cashmere gray and black do they have the perfect one i'm looking okay for. so wait like why beige. do you want beige because i think it's so chic Are everyone's afraid, wearing it at airports nude, though yeah. that's my only thing with like wearing beige oh. but i mean it's usually if i wear like like pink because i'm like 
the color of like a little okay. piglet. So beige, I guess I, I mean, would. I'm super. I mean, well, we're pretty yeah, pale right. over. Them. I'm not that pale. You're yeah. not that pale. Scout I was got say, you're scout. Olive, olive complexion. Oh, yeah, I God. got the olive. She got the Middle Eastern. That. That's what my dad skin. looks like. Is the olive really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's no, what our dad got, looks like. I got our mom's like pale as shit. Like, yeah, can't sorry burn about that. To a crisp. Oh yeah. Wait. So so you haven't found it yet. Have not found it. But that's your current obsession. But that's fixation. my current obsession. I look every day. I can't find it. I'm going to find one for you. all these bloggers at airports taking photos. Why don't you DM it? them? They'll answer they, you and tell you where they got it from. No, all bloggers are bitches. I'm just <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> As we sit here. Potentially a true statement. <laughs> I mean, I hope. I <laughs> no, but anyways, if anyone is listening out there, I really want one. Okay. I, want it, I want it to match. Exactly. Okay. That's where, that's what, I think that's what's challenging. I found ones at Gap, but I don't have the matching top. Right. You don't want to wear like 60 shades of brown. Exactly. Which is, I want it <laughs> I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I want it all to just blend into yeah, yeah, yeah. like a beige bob blob. Okay, well okay. that's interesting. I'm, I mean, beige I'm ex- blob. I'm excited for you to find it. <laughs> I'm I'm having trouble picturing it, but I'm gonna send you a photo. You guys are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. Every blogger wears this to the airport. I mean, <laughs> I wear like leggings and like a big old sweatshirt. So like, kind of like kind of you. a version of that. People but I don't that like matching people shit. that look cute at the airport. I don't get it. Oh, I'm always just like standing in line behind them. Like fuck you. Like who are yeah. you trying to impress? Yeah. I it's look like so a annoying. homeless person at the airport. Oh yeah, I'm totally sinking down in my chair. By the way, hold on. <laughs> Courtney's You're like good. falling. Sorry. It's like falling down. Really casual. Um, <laughs> okay, let's just move on from my beige okay. blob. Your beige Courtney. blob. Your turn. <laughs> what is your current fixation? You're uh, passing it over to this beige blob yeah. over here. Um, my current fixation for me right now is I've been doing the thing on my phone where you uh, limit screen time. Ooh. Okay. I know. And like, you know, I was, okay. I had two that I was going to bring up. I'm going to go okay. with this one first because I feel like the other one is like a deep cut and might not necessarily resonate but okay. the limiting of the screen time so at like 7 p.m i get this notification that's like you have 10 minutes left like wow all your apps are about to shut down like <gasps> do your last shit and like it's not so is this a setting on your phone it's on the iphone it's wow. already on there and so all my shit goes dark until like 7 a.m i mean you can still like you can open instagram and it's like hey like you know you're not supposed to be doing this do you want 15 <laughs> minutes to do this or do you want to just turn off your shit for the night so you can like you know wow. you can access it for 15 minutes but it makes you think about all the numbers of apps that you're opening every single night Damn. and i mean you know i'm doing it at like seven o'clock at night yeah so i'm doing it when i'm already like watching tv so i'm not mm-hmm. being that asshole watching tv and then also being on my phone my, the whole time. oh my god i cannot stand that it's okay That's, i'm so bad about I'm it so and bad. i'm trying to like plug my phone in, in the other does room, it like, tell you how long you've been on your screen every day like does it give you like it, you've it been on your screen that. it, it does. gives you stats yeah gives you, stats. you don't get that i get stats every week it's no, scary i don't i try stats. not to look at it i know it's like seven I and a half hours a day it's so seven and a half hours seven and a half hours i mean like you know i'm like I'm blogging for part of that time. I'm right. using air quotes right now. I'm right. like blogging for part of that time, but a lot of it is just me like scrolling Instagram, editing photos. Yeah, well, you Candy Crush. No, but that's playing <laughs> Candy Crush. No, I but that's love part candy of your crush. job. You need to. Yeah, that's part of your job. You totally, to totally. But I mean, you think at like a certain point, like you're just you're just scrolling. Like I could probably totally. do like maybe like four and a half hours a day and like yeah. be a little more productive in like Absolutely. shooting photos. And, it makes you think, though. It it's really so does. scary when I when I get that report. I'm just like, 
I try and ignore it. It's like bank account where I'm just like, I didn't see that. <laughs> like, I don't even, account. I don't even put this on. So I have no idea the, how long I'm on my the phone every day. The time limiting thing, honestly, is like kind of changing. Game changer. Game changer. Cause it's can making me. Can you check me, your, your like texts? You can do, you can, you can set what it, what it has go dark. So Got for me, texts it. don't go dark. So it's not like, okay. you know, like my mom being like, your dog's on fire. Like sure. we're good. And like okay. emails still come in, but you can kind of set what it is for me. It's like right. most of my apps go dark. You can still access all of them. Yeah. Got it. What a self-care hack. Yeah, that is a great I one. Mean, fabulous. It's also when I'm like, it's not like I'm like, and now all my screen time is done and I'm going to read a book. Like I'm watching Game of Thrones right, and I'm drinking but no, wine. But, you know, but, but also. Well, it's better than, you know, no. scrolling on so Instagram. I've, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm I've, present. Yeah. And I've struggled with this and that was my New Year's resolution is to start knitting again so that I could have something to do with my hands you, while i'm watching tv you need to knit that suit that you've dreamed of oh what my god was, that would be what amazing. if it was a knit version you're like a teddy bear like rolling through the airport oh my god yes i would i would dream. i would be all about that yeah. i mean look again Guys, i'm gonna and knit then you have to make one for courtney blog. and she's gonna wear it Please too do. on her blog oh my god i'll be like around town all like just the rolling through the you're gonna be like custom from maddie mayo couture okay that's, that's how podcast. i write my okay. captions too i'm like custom custom, <laughs> custom. <laughs> hashtag love it oh my god I'm, hashtag Prussian's cheek I'm <laughs> oh my god i'm dead okay we need to get into you so yeah scout and i have been following pretty little fawn i mean forever for years stop really like it's, years oh it's yeah crazy. i don't even know how i came across your instagram but this is exciting again, ethereal you were written like, up in something. It was like, uh, it was, I saw you on a website. This is like dumb because I can't even remember what website Fine. it was. But That's this fine. was like years ago. I wonder what it was. And you were listed on there. They were, they, they, were, they were like a list of bloggers to follow and you were listed on one of them. And that's ever since then I've been following you. Oh my God. I wonder who that was. I mean, whoever that was. Thank you. Because clearly it worked. I mean, like yeah. I always wonder how outside of hashtags bloggers are discovered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys and have been gaining. following for a while. Oh, wow. Wow. Crazy. Know, What's like, my dog's two- name? Oh, shit. Yeah, no, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, no, wait, wait. Like, <laughs> I don't know that. She's only on stories. Okay, well, first of all, she's not that cute. I'm not, she's fine. She's so cute. She's pretty Wait, wait, what's her, what's her name? Her name's Mops. Everyone, yes, okay, I Mops. did know that. I didn't know it was something like What, really a, what a bitch I am, though. I'm like, you guys follow me? Okay, let me, like, pop let me quiz you. Let me you. check <laughs> you. Love it. What Love a bitch. Okay, but let's start from the very beginning. Yes. So you've been acting since you were 13 years old. Yes. So how did you know that was what you want to do? And that that is what you currently are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't know that. So I, yeah, a lot of people, that's what's so crazy to me is because I always identified as an actor and this blogging thing was just like a side thing. So I didn't have to like, you know, basically like occupy myself. Mm -hmm. So it's funny to me, like so many people are like, you know, I was watching like Criminal Minds and there's this girl playing a sex worker that looks so much like you like surprise that's oh, me you know oh, what I mean that's like amazing. it's just every once in a while and I think it's just because I look like obviously so different mm-hmm. you know you look different in pictures than you do like on film so mm-hmm. I think it's it's usually surprising to people but um but yeah I've been doing it since I was a kid since I was 13 I had to beg my parents to let me do it so because you grew up in Orange County yeah so that was kind of easy wait what part of Orange here? County Fullerton okay oh right. oh I was so excited for you to be like oh my god I'm from Fullerton no. No. I lived in Costa Mesa and Newport Beach for oh, yeah, like yeah. three years I think yeah. Okay. I see. I always love Newport Beach, but it does always make me think of like when the OC came out when mm-hmm. I was in high school and we were all like so frustrated. Like that's not where no, we not. live. That's so fake. No. Also, like Newport Beach is pretty trashy. I mean, there's like some the cute peninsula. Up in the peninsula yeah, yeah, yeah. is so trash. I used to work on the peninsula. Where did you work? I worked at um, a coffee shop called My Galley. It's really. Did I go there? It's really Shit, good. Did I go there? You, I might have gone there. You might have gone there. It's like I the old Newport. 
it can get pretty trashy. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Throw down on oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Fullerton's fine. Is it- <laughs> Coast, yeah, I like Costa Mesa a little downtown. bit. Costa Mesa is pretty cute. Yeah, Everyone like the cute. lab was like a new concept. Oh, I love the lab. Oh, I used man. to go there the all the time. It's the anti-mall. <laughs> that's what, no, that's literally what it's called. Wait, I think I know. I know what you're Yeah. Oh man, I remember okay. just like smoking cigarettes in high school. There. Oh my Same. God. That that's oh. my cigarette smoking zone. Because yes. it was yes. like nobody's gonna like come by and be like, "Are you 13 and smoking?" Like, oh my god, continue on, anti-mall children. That is unbelievable. You are so right. That was where I smoke. I don't smoke anymore. Just disclaimer. Thank God. I don't either. And my husband really is the one who hates it the most. So I definitely don't. If you're listening to this, I love it. We're the same. Just to make it clear. Just to make this okay, very so clear. Okay, so something you might not know about Mads and me is that we were acting. We were a big theater people when we were younger, too. But mm-hmm. she was way better than I was, so I quit. I because, did hear that on an episode, actually. Yeah, I quit because she was, like, way better than that, me. Really? Yeah. Like, that much better? No, My sister's yeah. an actor, too, but she she only does theater. And mm. I'm, like, terrible at theater. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. interesting. So, you, as so a child, you were like, I'm done. Like, screw well, this. Well, I stopped at, like, 14. I was... My first show was <sighs> when I was in first grade. And I stopped when I was 14 because Mads was just, like, way better than me. What were well, you What you, were you doing? Were you just, like, delivering, like, monologues and, like, soliloquies and just, like, crushing it? No, she's a singer. Oh, so she's, oh. an, she's an amazing singer. Oh, my God. She's no, the best singer in the world. You need to stop. She's I the best this. singer that's ever lived, ever. Yeah, that's, Everybody like, what quit I'm going to say. Is so, you are hyping this up way too much because one day I, when I do sing, it's going to be such has a it, letdown. Has it not happened? So she I, can you let me speak? Sorry, girl. Okay, so we did musical theater and I went on to pursue it a little more professionally in high school and more actively. Like I went right. to performing arts high school and like it was my life. Right. And then I just, right before I was applying to colleges, I made this really weird switch where I was like, I was... A, literally filling out the applications to go to conservatories right. and then i just said i love school i love to learn i want to keep learning and in these conservatories all you do is acting right. and i was like if i don't have it a thousand percent i'm not gonna make it so i just like quit cold turkey it was insane Whoa. i know really insane. yeah and you i have, have like- not sang since and i have not done anything since high school so you have like the realization that like most actors have like at like 40 where they're like fuck fuck like, i God. probably should have done something damn perfect. it yeah because well, like, i didn't pursue education at all yeah. i like left high school because i was like i want to be an actor like i'm done with this shit because i was never good at high school mm, yeah. or school right um so i just bounced out of there but like you i can't sing so I did a lot of musical theater as a kid, but like yeah. I got like the shit parts of like, you're going to be the dog catcher in Annie. And it's like, you're going to be like the bummer character <laughs> oh in every God, scene where like, good, she didn't have to sing in this one. Yeah. So like, I would get like shitty parts every time. Yeah. So then you trans, you discovered that you wanted to do film and TV yeah. rather. So okay. you've been doing that since you were 15. Uh, film I've been doing since I was 13. I mean, okay. like, you know, like that was like the early days of like independent film. I mean, not like, you know, independent film obviously existed before then, but like that was kind of the early days mm-hmm. of like. You don't have to shoot it on film anymore. You can shoot this on this new like digital, you know what I mean? Like digital mm. film was like becoming more of a thing. Interesting. So when I was first starting out, yeah, it was like I had like a black and white headshot. So it like oh makes it God. sound like I grew up in the 60s with oh. like a cigarette. But I mean like I <laughs> like it's just it's grown so much in like the last absolutely however old I am. Yeah. <laughs> but then, OK, so talk to us about Pretty Little Fawn. Like how did that come about and why did you feel compelled to start it? So it was like. 2011 I want to say and I was living at home obviously um and I had a digital camera and I wanted to sell vintage clothing online Mm. 
Um, I'd been working at like this secondhand shop called Buffalo Exchange. So oh yeah. Been, yeah, we are familiar. Yeah. Oh, old stomping ground. Oh my god! I got hired there when I was seventeen. I oh fully should not god. have been hired, but I was like out of high school and was like, guys, I can work like weekends. Yeah, I have like no work ethic, but like, and so like to <laughs> hire for the job. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, look, I'm gonna be terrible at this, but like to get hired oh for god. it, you had to turn in a resume, and like I obviously had never had a job before, right. so I just submitted my imdb credit page was just like this is the only resume i have but like i've been working for like a little bit so i just like sent that and they hired me they should not have but they were like she has an imdb like this must be a thing that's amazing (laughs) must be legit yeah which i mean love it you know they shouldn't have hired me i'm glad they did because it ended up being like a really great how long did you work there for there for five years oh my god like my first job i kind of like made for life retail is a nightmare too you know and i liked buffalo exchange i think because it was second hand so it was like i was working with like people much older than me and then like some people that were younger and Mm -hmm. it was just like it was rad and the people that come in there i feel like are a different species they're than, cool then yeah they're like totally. actually have style they're very distinct they're resourceful kind of yeah. across the board though because we would get and i think it was great because it really introduced me to a lot of different types of people so mm-hmm. i was like dealing with like obviously customers that are like much older than me that are like you know 50 years old and like mm-hmm. selling clothing to me and like learning how to engage with adults and how to like mm-hmm. become an adult and then like you know you also obviously like deal with people that are in hard circumstances so they're selling their clothing right. for a reason so like trying to find like the you know way to I, have a good conversation with someone i love when you can pull out skills from like unusual past totally. work no, environments I, and apply them to your life yeah. now like those are the most informative and you don't even realize you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, I you're believe like, that like your first job, like the shitty one that you had for a few yeah. years when you were like 19 years old to 23 is literally the most eye-opening experience yeah. you can have. It teaches you more about hard work than I would percent. say like a nine to five does. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you have to be absolutely. resourceful. Right. And especially like I never worked um, a serving job. Like I might, I might be one of like the few actors that just like I only never did retail, did. but I didn't yeah. do the serving industry, okay. but my husband did. And I feel like it informs like so much of his life of like how he treats like anybody that's in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I always have to ask him like, how much do I tip? Like, what's like a cool amount? Like, right. I don't want to be a dick. Right. Um, so I think like, you know, like it informs his life. And then for me, like working in vintage, working in like resale specifically, like not even just like retail, but like the resale industry kind of. That's wild. So, okay. So you were trying to take, you're trying to sell clothes online. Yeah. Yeah. So I had an Etsy shop and so I was Amazing. like taking, I was going to like estate sales. So like getting up at like four in the morning and oh like going God. to the house of somebody who like had died, you know, for the most part, yeah. like an estate sale um, and like buying clothing and then trying to flip it. So just like going and like shooting cool. photos of wow. it, trying to sell it. So I was taking photos in my parents' driveway for like two years so was it successful it was I mean it wasn't like a ton of money but like I didn't need much because I Mm -hmm. you know I I lived at at home home. I had like my sister and I shared a car you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like and I had always like not had much money so I was like cool like I mean like $60 on this coat like that was awesome so how did how did it that go from an Etsy shop to a blog to a brand I think so I was oh my god I'm having to like really like remember um <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was like because I was doing the clothing photos on myself and at a certain point I was getting more comfortable with taking the photos you know like mm-hmm. modeling the code and like you know trying to sell someone on this like 1980s like probably not very cute stuff <laughs> um but so I think at a certain point I just decided to I had seen like a couple bloggers this was like 2011 so I think some of the earliest blogs were like 2008 so it had been around but it wasn't a very big thing and I just kept looking at it and thinking like why why don't I try it like mm. why not digital is free so I started up like a blog spot domain and just started 
posting some of those photos of the things I was selling as an outfit where I was like, hey, like this dress I'm keeping, but like, you know, just in case you like this jacket, it's for sale. So I was trying to like drive traffic to sales basically. Amazing. Interesting. Okay. So, so you have this successful blog. Do you find that there's any crossover between the acting world and the blogging world? Has it helped you in any way? Or do you think you they're know, kind of I distinct don't, worlds? I don't think they're the same worlds. I think maybe if I was more established as either, if I was like, you know, like X million amount of followers on Instagram, that would like probably help me like book roles or vice versa. If I was like a super famous actor, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think like a super famous actor is going to like start a blog, yeah. but like right. it's for the most part, I've had almost no crossover in the mm-hmm. two other than Interesting. the occasional comment from someone being like, Hey, I'm watching this show and this girl looks like you. I'm like, it's me. It's me. Surprise. That's so <laughs> cool. That's yeah. kind of fun to have people like recognize you on television yeah. and then DM you about it. Yeah. It's I mean, wild. You have a big following. Don't, yeah, you do. Don't underplay you yourself. Me. You have a huge yeah, following. A lot. It's a lot. It's a it's a big it's a when big did number. You know, when do you know it was really taking off? Like wh- what what about like specifically the Instagram? Right. What about that venture really felt like it was taking off to you? I mean, I would say I I worked. Um, I'm just going through my resume right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe four or five years ago, I worked at like a, a startup online company. Mm. Um, that was like an online e-shop. It sucked. Um, but I was working with two other bloggers that were there because the the management's idea was like, why don't we just hire a bunch of bloggers to work here? Which like is kind uh, of a terrible idea. Yeah. Like they were like, well, they're fashionable and like they know how to work the internet, so like whatever. And like. It, <laughs> It did not skills, but did okay. not necessarily work, but it did, you know, connect me with a couple other bloggers that were pursuing yeah. it more seriously. Um, Little Black Boots, which is uh, yes. Jill Wallace. Yes. So mm-hmm. she and I were working there together. Love her. Um, and she's so talented. And at that point, she was already like, you know, had a lot more followers than me and was much more like professional and polished. So I just started looking to her because mm. at that point I was just still posting outfits for like funsies. And I was watching her, you know, deal with with uh, business emails that were coming in and like sending out a media kit. And I was like, well, what's that? I don't understand. Like, oh, you can make money on this. And she was, you know, she kind of helped walk me through it a couple other bloggers as well um so I kind of you know if I'm here it's because I've relied on asking other people of like how does this work like you know that's how you need to do it yeah that's amazing and I love I love it's really nice to hear women helping women especially in the beginning of such a booming industry that we had no idea what was going to look like and you would think that maybe women at the beginning would have been a little more competitive or standoffish totally. because they didn't know what the space was. Right. But I'm so happy to know that they were like welcoming and be like, look at my tips and tricks. Yeah. This is how it works. So I mean, I think if anything, it's, it's either as open or was more open then. Cause I think right. it was, everybody saw that like, you know, everybody has a different style and that totally. there weren't that many bloggers in the beginning. So there mm-hmm. kind of was room for everyone. I think there still is. I, mm-hmm. I, I do definitely get a lot of emails from people asking like, is it too late to start a blog? And the answer is no, no. Like, start it right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it, it, I really relied on asking other people in the beginning. I mean, I had like 5,000 followers at this point, so mm. not a ton, um, but it was in the early days of it. And I, you know, was just starting to learn like, okay, maybe I should get a camera. Maybe I should mm. stop shooting everything on my phone. Yeah, which, mm, yeah. You know. So talk to us about the message behind Pretty Little Fawn. Like, what is your distinct message? What are you trying to put out there? Right. What do you even like for people that don't know what are the things you talk about and, oh yeah and touch upon yeah so I mean I would say like overarching um it definitely started out as more of a fashion blog mm-hmm. as I get older I think it's transformed to more of like a lifestyle one where I'm trying to share 
obviously travel is really fun and like anybody that's in the blogging sphere is trying to travel because we don't know how long any of this will last so like get me on a plane um <laughs> let me reap the benefits please god i mean like you know i i never dreamed that i would ever get to travel in my entire life so the fact yeah. that i get to occasionally is crazy um but i would i think like the overarching message for me um has always been about um it not all needing to be designer it doesn't all have to be luxury mm-hmm. i think because i came from like a background of not a lot of money um, so my earliest outfits were obviously all like thrifted or estate sales. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as much that anymore, but I do always try and put the message out there that you can look a little harder to find fashion or a little further for a deal, or, you know, you can be true to yourself without it having to be Gucci, 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 like head totally. to toe. I love which that. I hate Gucci head to toe for the I record. Mean, you can't do like one you label head to all. toe. I way. just saw some guy wearing Gucci loafers, Gucci socks, Gucci tracksuit, and Ew. Gucci fanny pack. Oh I swear get to out fucking, of here. I swear to fucking But then God. you're like, take your pants off. Are you wearing Gucci panties? He was probably <laughs> he wearing, probably was. He was probably wearing down right Gucci now. underwear. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big old like sequin like dragon or yeah. something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Is that cool, kids? Tell me. I so, mean... <laughs> Okay, okay, who has been your favorite brand collaboration? Oh, yes. Ooh, um, Cezanne, for sure. Whoa. And I mean, that's, not, that's more of like a casual one where it's like, oh, I That's a casual one. I mean, because I purchase most of their yeah. products because I'm just such a fan yeah. that I've occasionally been able to like go to events that they put on and they're like, obviously, like everybody's like, oh my God, they're so French. They're so cool. Yeah. But like, I just adore everything they put out. So they're mm-hmm. kind that's of- such a you brand. I oh love them God. so yeah, much. Such a you brand. Oh. And yeah, then um, so Biosance, which is oh, like yes. my favorite skincare line. And I know okay, it's like. I mean, we need to talk about your skin. Yeah, it's just, your skin is it's, flawless. I mean, you, you look like a porcelain doll. Stop. Like it's, what? I'm trying to like angle my head up I so I get the, <laughs> the most, optimal lighting. The most flattering light possible. Because <laughs> I have like very dark under eye circles. Oh my God, um, so no, funny. I'm like. A, I, it was a brand that had reached out to collaborate with me like maybe mm-hmm. two years ago. They're like, we want to send you like this. Uh, oil give it a try see what sure. you think I think at that point I never put oil on my skin like I was just like no because I had you mm-hmm. know such breakouts as a kid um, so I tried that and it was like kind of a game changer for me wow that is so best case scenario yeah. right like yeah, it was you like, actually like the product fine. and yeah, you're able see, to advocate I'm, for I'm it I'm still in a rolling quest for the right product for it's me so, and it's one of those things where like I don't want to and I see this a lot. I don't want to collaborate with a new skincare brand every month. No. And I see everyone doing that. Yeah. I mean, not everyone. I'm not trying to accuse anyone. But I think it's so dishonest and it's so shitty to do to someone to be like, hey, why don't you try this new, like, I'm not going to name a brand. I almost did. But okay, like, why okay, don't you try okay, this okay. new, like, blah, blah, blah. But it's going to change your life. Like, I mm-hmm. never want to do that because I know what it's like when you're like, fuck, I don't have any money. I just want to have my skin look good. And then to have somebody like basically like lie to you because exactly. you know they're not using it. Yeah, um, totally. So I try to be I careful feel, about that. That's what I feel about right now. <clears throat> Sorry to bring this up, but. Are you going to say proactive? Yes. Yes. Oh my God, it's fucked. Okay. So no, I've never even met anyone that actually uses no, 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 but no, it's, a, it's a gimmick. I'm just, I'm so mad that Kendall at the Kardashians. Like, I, but were you surprised? I was a little surprised. Okay, well, really? one. Oh. Okay, this is the thing because Kendall doesn't seem like I a do like sellout her. to me so much, yeah. and I feel like that was a little bit of a sellout. Okay, this is this is what was wrong with the whole situation. One, it was the, it was the build up. They, the build up. They're like, this is going to be a huge announcement. She struggled for this for so long. They're just like trying to monetize this whole thing. Fine, whatever. They do that a lot, but she did not use proactive. Yeah, that's the thing. She it's has like, gone it- to. Five thousand dollar yeah. dermatologist from also, Beverly Hills. It, wasn't, like, no. it, it also wasn't even that much time before between when the picture was taken of her with acne yep. to the commercial coming out. So there's no way that she could have even used the skincare in there's a no healthy way. amount no, of time. No, there's, there's no, no way. way. She has never used proactive once on her 
fucking face. That's There's what, no that way. If she has a dermatologist, the first thing they say is like, hey, maybe don't use something that has an infomercial. Like, yeah, there's, no, there's way. no way. There's no way. Okay, there's so no wait. Way. So I want to talk Anyways. about, I hate the word authentic, but I want to talk about being authentic in the blogging landscape. Because yeah. There is, um, of course, an underlying need to push products right. and push stuff because that's how you make your living. And, and readers who trust people really want to know what this person is using, wearing, doing, eating, and all that good stuff. Yeah. But how that's the, so, uh, sorry, to just to clarify, the reason we don't like the word authentic is because... You can market that term so easily, too. Yeah, <laughs> and also... The skinny confidential. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but I'm she, not. I'm not super she's, familiar. She's great. Scott was like obsessed with. I'm like obsessed she, with her. She she said something really, um, re- really something that resonated with me is like you're either authentic or you're not. Like, right. It's it's not a spectrum. Like it's no. either one or the other. Yes. So it's so annoying for people and not, and just frustrating for us to be like. You have to be authentic in yourself. No, like you, you, you either are or like you, you aren't. You are, yeah. you are. That's it. Yeah. Like, and it's just people will see through it or they don't. So it's kind of, I don't like it when people brand themselves as authentic. Cause I'm like, right. No, that's like not something to, that's just who you are. Like yeah. that shouldn't be something that's like, that's that you're like, I'm a very yeah, moral yeah, person. Yeah, but what I'm trying to get at is like, if someone's starting a blog and they don't know what they're doing, right. and they feel tempted to maybe mimic right. or act certain ways or Absolutely. do certain things. What would you say to someone that, that is on that crossroads and, and, and maybe doesn't know how to find their authentic self. Right. What would you say to someone? Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say like, you know, obviously in the early days of my blogging, like, yeah, I definitely did emulate other bloggers that I had seen. I think mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's an easy way to do that. I mean, I think that's also just what you do as a kid is you, you learn yeah. how to mimic and it's how inspiration. to. It's inspiration. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's how, you know, learning how to like mimic something is kind of how you find your own voice. So I don't think there's like too much of a danger in that. I think, you know, obviously you can take shades of different people and, and kind of find your own style, find your own voice. Mm-hmm. I think the danger is, you know, early on in blogging, deciding that you're going into it for money which is like in the early days of blogging, like that wasn't an option. So we just went into it and just wrote about whatever we wanted because it doesn't matter or wore whatever we wanted because it didn't matter. I think now there's a lot of people that go into it and they're like, well, how can I monetize this? I'm only going to wear this brand because I know that I might get money from them at some point. And if it's not your style, like, you know, don't do that. People put a lot of pressure on the monetization aspect of blogging. When you think about it, like for example, Lauren Everts from the skinny confidential didn't make a dime for three years. She blogged every day for three years and now she makes a shit ton of money. But I mean, it took years before she even got, yeah. I mean, it really should. People don't understand that process. Right. I mean, I think there, there is an easy way to like jump past all of that and just start making money, which is, I think, you know, you sign up for those affiliate links and then every single one of your captions is like going to get brunch. Also, by the way, my sweater's $23. Like you can no, see that yeah. format of the caption every single time yeah. where it's they're trying to and they're also, you know, pushing those fast fashion websites where they can just, you know, they can easily monetize that. But yeah. it's it's pretty damaging. As, to someone, <laughs> as someone who's really into vintage and thrift store clothing, what do you think of fast fashion? I mean, I have a huge problem with it. Obviously, I'm like very guilty of having worn fast fashion of shopping those sites. I think in the last uh, maybe two years, I've really curtailed like all of it. Um, mm. I try not to look at Zara anymore. Uh, I haven't shopped on them. I think in like a year I've seen some of their stuff secondhand, which I'm like, yes, like, ah, you know, obviously I'm like, I, I find that. it at Crossroads. I'm like, I mean, like I didn't buy it new. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's insane how little a lot of people care, but I think, um, the nice thing is I have a very smart audience. I have a very engaged audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've taught me plenty and they've also like held me accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I suddenly post about something that I've never talked about before and it's like an obvious, like 
you know, money grab or something like that. Like I know that somebody would call me out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with skincare. Uh, but with, with, yeah, with fast fashion, it's just, it's not, it's not brands that I work with. I mean, not every brand I work with is incredibly like sustainable, sustainably minded, but I think everything is starting to shift that way. Like Cezanne Mm -hmm. is obviously doing like an initiative right now where they're trying to, you know, create transparency with their process, which I think is amazing because they are so popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a huge problem with fast fashion. Yeah. So for, you know, you've been in this space for a long time. You're one of the more original bloggers. Um, that's so crazy to hear. Cause I feel like I was like kind of late to the I game a little it, bit. I, I don't know. I think everybody s- feels that you way. You seem so evolved and, and, uh, and rooted in it already yeah. i don't know you don't like, I like as you were saying, yeah like, <laughs> you're kind of like this maybe you're like a second wave of blogger but i feel like yeah, we're probably. in this like as we said this this culture of really seeing the potential of the revenue stream right and then just yeah. like pouncing on that so coming from when it wasn't that right how have you seen it evolved for better or for worse like Sorry, I'm totally throat burping. I hope you can like oh my God, you're duck th- all that down. I can't physically burp, so I Me just make these... Stop. I've never burped once in my life. I only get like indigestion. Yeah, yeah. So right now it's just like like in the back. So I was like, God, I'm sure you hope that doesn't. I do not have that problem. I burp like ten million times. I mean, I've burped on accident. Like, like it just comes out of me. Like one time on like a roller coaster was very exciting. But I've burped like maybe, maybe like fifty times in my life. It's like anytime it happens, my husband will be like, "What was that?" I'm like, "I don't know. It's crazy." Oh my god, that was hilarious. And that's also not me being like, I've never burped or farted. No, no, no. I know. I believe me. There's other. Yeah, I'm disgusting in other ways. That's for sure. But I'm disgusting. uh, Must exit the body some way. You know. You know. But so yeah, I'm throat burping over here, and I kind of missed what your question was because I was trying to keep the mic away from you. Unbelievable! (laughs) You're just like Courtney's, like such a lady, such a lady, but then so chill. I mean, I'm a lady on Instagram and a freak in real life. Apparently, yes, Yes. we are seeing all the real. I love it. Okay, wait. So your question. Essentially, just like how have you seen the blogger landscape change? I think more specifically, what I've been hearing is brands are getting a lot more or a lot smarter. Right, the way they collaborate with bloggers and influencers so how have you how has that either been a positive or negative impact on your experience I mean I will say like you know I didn't really start you know making money on this until like maybe like three years ago Mm. I'd been doing it I think for about four years prior to that where it was just for funsies and in the early days of it you know like I'm still not like you know like breaking it in or anything like that um but it's um I've definitely seen that um at least for myself, I've been able to do less sponsored posts and just do uh, more organic content. And then the occasional sponsored post that does come up, mm-hmm. it tends to pay a little bit better now than it did in the beginning. And whether that's the way that the industry's moved or if it's because my numbers have grown, mm-hmm. um, it has allowed me to like basically like have like nine photos in a row that aren't sponsored and then to have the sponsored content that mm-hmm. kind of weaves seamlessly into that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like for me. I don't want everything to be, you know, product, product, product. Obviously, like right before Christmas, I think every blogger had to put out a note of like, sorry, guys, like it's fourth quarter and like we're we just have to. I mean, it was like it's everybody's deadline is at once. Interesting. And what about bringing it into your personal life? Right. Did you struggle with that? Because you do share a lot on your stories. So how was that transition? Because I'm sure it wasn't like that in the beginning. No, I mean, this pressure. Stories weren't a thing. I mean, it's like, I'm like, in my day, we didn't have stories. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, like stories definitely weren't a thing. Um, 
and then just you know Instagram but Instagram in the early days obviously it was just like you take the photo you slap a filter on and you post it up and like now I go and I shoot photos and I have mm, content it's like a whole um, you have a whole strategy yeah I have like and I, I obsessively like lay out my Instagram feed so that it all is cohesive oh and God. like color organized because that's my favorite part is the mm. um, is the editing process mm-hmm. um, so I think for me drawing the line between how much I share and how much I keep personal mm-hmm. has been important um I've obviously like shared a lot. I've shared about uh, dealing with like social anxiety, which I think as a blogger is like a lot of us. It looks like we're all hanging out together, but most of us entered this business because online felt safer. Uh, wow, and if you really, so if you really look about. at the career of a blogger, um, it's pretty, it can it, be very isolating. It can be very isolating because the only necessarily contact you might have is with your photographer, right? Or going to events, which you know, especially living in LA, there's tons of blogger mm-hmm. events. I say no to a lot of them because. It's either just not a brand that resonates with me or it just gives me anxiety yeah. to go to them yeah. a lot do of the time. Do you feel superficial or do, does not you feeling <laughs> no, it, no, but yeah. does it feel superficial sometimes like these the, types the, of events? They can. They're, some of them are like so over the top. I mean, it's, you know, it's beautiful because they're trying to get a photo taken of right. their space. So it's, you kind of yeah. have to take it with a grain of salt. So some of them are a bit over the top, but you know, I'm not doing a lot of like, I'm also not athletic. So I'm not going to do like the rooftop like yoga yeah, session no. we're like let's all wear makeup and do yoga like <laughs> i'd honestly oh rather die like no yeah so who have your who have you been your like blogger go-to babes for burping happening over here sorry hold on oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i can't, I can't even it. hear it, can't it was, even hear was it. so audible you're gonna be editing this later and be like what the what fuck, the fuck? Was we can't hear anything was no, that was she anything. exercising a demon <laughs> out of her throat oh my, oh my god, god. you're too funny um no what was i we were talking about events does it oh, feel superficial? No. Was that what you're yes, talking? but then there was something else. Oh well, I lost it. Anyway, God damn my stupid God, this body. This is the first time that, that I've you've ever lost a thought. Lost a thought, really? Wow. You guys are like thirty something episodes in, and this hasn't. I mean, honestly, if it was me, it would just be like, um, oh, like, um, <laughs> our next segment is um. <laughs> you're so funny. You are hilarious. Stop, you're, really? Because I've so never real. been cast in a comedy, so like, if there's any casting directors, wait, listening, do you usually do drama? Only drama. Like, is that what you really? want? I mean, I. Prefer for drama but i just have never I've literally i mean i think like maybe once done comedy mm. it's usually if they're like okay so the, i mean the breakdowns are also like kind of offensive it's always like you know like a, a victim of sexual it's always a victim of sexual assault or like you know the really? roles for women are like not amazing for the most part uh, is like guest stars uh, maybe that's also because i go out for a lot of like crime shows so it's always like yeah it's, it's either like you're the victim or like you're gonna be the killer in this episode like i never book the ones where i'm like the bad bitch. What do you feel? Uh, well, what do you feel about women in Hollywood and the current climate that it's in and the roles that are available? What what kind of insight do you have? No, it's so important. But yeah, um, I think it's all shifting right now. It's obviously also shifting to be more inclusive of not just like casting like pretty white women. Like we're definitely seeing it open up more. I mean, it's mm. obviously not where it needs to be, but there's more diversity in mm. casting. Um, I think, you know, when I look at the roles in terms of the roles that are being, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. In in terms of the roles, like, do you see those even being, yeah, I mean, I see, I see it changing. I think network TV is obviously like slower to it. So cable Mm -hmm. has been, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously like my favorite place to play in because I think the roles are more interesting in the storylines. That's, you know, that's what we watch because we're that age. Mm -hmm. I think network TV is still like very much for like our parents and grandparents generation. Mm -hmm. So it's written, you know, like, yeah, I, like, I can't even tell you how many times it's been like, okay, so she's handcuffed and we're trying to figure out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. written the same every single time. 
That's wild. I mean, yeah, not every wild. single time two writers and casting directors of those yeah. TV shows. I would very much like to work on them. You know, like there, it's, I just mean it. I see it changing a lot quicker in the sphere of like Netflix and Hulu. Absolutely. And everything, yeah. is, everything, everything is changing. Everything is in flux. Like, so quickly too. Everything is flipped on its side. Yeah, Hulu and Netflix really changed the game. Honestly. And I remember in like the early days, it was called like new media. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and there was all these like debates at like SAG after of like, what the hell is this going to mean for Netflix? all of us? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, internet, TV. I mean, I think like one of the first things I did when I was like 15 was like a TV show that was meant to only be on your phone, but it was like in the days of like flip phones. So it was oh, like no. shot like really shitty because who cares? It's going to be like right. two pixels by two I pixels. I remember oh, when I went to sleepaway camp, I was like, nine years old and we were talking we're like when i'm 16 we'll probably have computers the size of our hands and then you did and then we did so you just predicted yes the future, did you Scout? manifest destiny that you were I like totally and then, i manifested the iphone yeah you should have gotten us like got up to, yeah something? you should have gone up to steve jobs and be like yo make this phone as big as my hand okay well i was nine and nobody pr- nobody gave me the opportunity or the oh, platform so to speak about this i mean but so in sad. today's current climate anybody can have a platform we all have instagram we can make Look it happen us. isn't that crazy it's, it's insane. so wild it's insane, it's insane that like something that i type can like reach people's eyes and ears. thousands of people yeah it's no. insane i mean it's, it's crazy it's we scary. i mean before this we we're talking we're like we've been following you for so long and you were like i feel like i don't even like when i'm talking it's into the yeah, you're like, like so way oh, too humble no. you're feel, way too humble no girl. i mean i feel like i'm like shouting into the ether sometimes you know what i mean like where i take like a photo i'm like i hope people like that you know what i mean because it's, it's something syndrome. that my husband and i do together where it's like we mm. take these photos together that's sweet. and it's like outfits that like you know we we shoot and then the fact that anybody like gives a shit that i like yeah. have Aww. edited the photo or like wrote written, right. written a caption and like my followers are amazing like they message all the time Aww. they like remember things from years ago it's just I it's crazy it. that's awesome how is it working with your husband and like what a fucking saint oh my god it's my amazing. boyfriend will not take any photo of this me. is okay this is what i always hear and i think i saw like an instagram meme which was like gentlemen like get your fucking shit together yeah. stop rolling your eyes like it's such it's a difficult what thing it is. my you husband take a photo. my husband is so good he takes he's photos yeah, because, of me. He he takes, like, because he's, he get, like, he's, he's into he's into instagram and he's kind of like an instagram whore it in takes time ooh. though like, ooh, <laughs> you just, ooh, you just <laughs> called him an instagram right he's gonna listen to this oh my god you guys he I just walked him. through the door <laughs> oh no i'm kidding oh no <laughs> No, he will take all of my photos. Yeah, because you guys both do like photo shoots together. I know. It's cute. But did you train him or did he already like to do that? No, he's like, well, he he's likes good photography, photography. So yeah. he's like good and he's patient with me. So right. he'll take them over the, and over and over and over and over oh again. The patience yeah. is key. So it's one of those things where like I've, I've seen it now where it's like, it's not just bloggers. I mean, like, you know, take photos of your friends, take photos of your significant others mm-hmm. and like, don't be shitty about it. Like, it's so vulnerable to, like, ask to, like, can you take my picture? Yeah. You know what I mean? It like, just vulnerable. take, like, 30 angles, dip it low, like, get dip down it the front, tip it dip up it so they, let, like, you know, low. look taller and longer. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so my husband yes. in the early days um, had never picked up a camera before. So wow. we, you know, it was, like, it was trial and error. And, I mean, he's the most and he takes all your And he takes all your photos right All now? of them. All of them. <gasps> video, wow, everything. He's amazing. He's so good. Great. He's so good. So we, we honestly, we only bought a camera two years ago wow i mean we were using like we were using the iphone for a while i mean yeah. if any brands listening so that worked <laughs> with me then sorry um, no but the so iphone takes how, bomb photos it does it doesn't work so well for me though because the the new thing is it is it tries to like blur freckles because oh. it sees them as imperfections it's like <gasps> what? this beauty gate thing oh. what i swear i mean it's like it's the that's iphone terrible. x yeah, yeah. So, like, i haven't no. updated my phone because i'm like i don't want that like, okay that's yes i have the excess and i remember i remember the first time i opened the instagram selfie and it it like 
puts on yeah not, and not you, a filter but it just puts on like a a brightening yep. sheen over your and face you cannot wow. turn it off yeah it is very not, that is crazy i mean yeah. it, looks, it makes me look better but, but see, i look true. crazy without freckles it's true if it if it takes away little yeah. it does take away like little things yeah. it's that's so recognizes freckles as being like a quote imperfection which i'm like oh, first of all i know that's no, 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 no your freckles are no, no, beautiful no, no, no. um yeah, love that yeah well i'm like yeah, i look how like, was that transition into into getting a camera like why oh, did you feel the need so we, <laughs> i mean honestly this is uh we had been booked on our first job that was like overseas where it's like oh, you're going wow. to paris next week and I was like oh can my photographer come and my husband and I have like different last names we weren't I think we were like first married we have different so I was like can my photographer come and they're like absolutely and I was like well he better get a fucking camera if we're gonna do this so we went and we bought a camera and it was like he learned how to use it on the airplane we obviously like use like auto mode to begin with that's incredible so we just we were like travel because at that point like you know we weren't sure if this was gonna be a thing so we Mm. didn't want to invest like you know fifteen hundred dollars into a camera um, when, you know, the iPhone kind of worked for me mm-hmm. for a long time. I think it like totally upped our game and like changed everything. And now yeah. I like refuse to shoot on the iPhone, like a little princess. I'm like, no. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, That's so cool that you and your husband kind of work on this together. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it was really like scary. I think from like the outside of everyone, like, Oh, like be careful, like working together. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's been the most amazing thing for us. I think it's made us respect each other as like business partners and mm-hmm. as like friends. And then also as like husband and wife. And we, you know, we obviously try and like leave the work. Yeah. I'm not yeah, like, hold yeah, on, yeah. get a selfie of me like during, you know, yeah. but like, <laughs> <laughs> so we like have like a clear cut off and, you know, we try and pre-shoot as much as possible. So like, mm-hmm. I don't wear makeup, you know, like, 80 percent of the time i don't i don't wear like you know pants that button because of my throat burps i can't button over my bloated belly but like i don't we are perma bloated i like can't move my entire waist oh and i love that rigid denim that just like cuts right into it these are just real (laughs) denim is like the right spot i'm wearing denim right now and these jeans are actually quite comfortable but denim has been forever my enemy i love Mm -hmm. it and i hate it and i Mm -hmm. love it so much people that like go home and just wear jeans around no. the house oh that's no, no, that's no, no. a serial killer that's, for that's sure that's like somebody killer, that, right? that like that's a yeah, psychopath leaves their shoes on in their house i'm like so yeah. where are the bodies headed yeah no <laughs> i'm so with you on that one this is too good this is too good this is a, what, what minute are we at Who's, what mi- where are we where are we oh this um, is so funny you're you're so spunky, girl. Stop! What? I love it. Oh Have you ever done a podcast before? I did. Okay, I did a podcast once four years ago. Oh uh, shit! So like early days of podcasting. Yeah. A friend early of mine days. created a podcast called Hey Arnold Hey, which was just watching a Hey Arnold episode and then like, dissecting it. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh like I was a guest God. on an episode where it was the one where like Helga gets a makeover, which like oh every girl God. remembers that episode. And was I like, loved Hey Arnold. Oh my God. It was so, so it was called Hey Arnold Hey and it was like he and his friend, this is like my friend's husband now. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I need a girl like on an episode, which I was like, first of all, okay. Um, but then <laughs> oh he was like, God. he was like, well, cause it deals with like some feminist things. And so I think I, I mean, I swear, I swore the whole time and I guess like his co-host was like, a good good guy like doesn't yeah. swear and like was a little uncomfortable with some of my like feminist leanings which i was like i don't know get yeah, over it fuck it get over yeah, it sorry bitch <laughs> but yeah so that's the only other podcast i did and that was like four years ago so this is oh my i God. mean i listen to podcasts i would say like i mean the eight yeah. hours of activity on my phone a day yeah. like most of that is podcast totally yeah that's how we are wait oh my god is the is the screen t- no the activity not the screen time is on podcast no i'm not like oh, sitting okay, there like okay. looking at the logo <laughs> being like tell me more zodiac <laughs> logo who are you <laughs> 
Oh my god, yeah. I'm but it's all tr- it's all true impressed. crime for the most part. Okay, got oh it, got okay, it, got you're, it, really got it. you're really into crime. Really so I'm obsessed with true oh, crime. Oh, but I've always and I also feel like it's like now everyone's like, but like I liked it first, like you know, like I liked Forensic Files, like, yeah. I loved it. you know. So like I've just been obsessed with true crime. For I can't a long time. do I true can't crime. Can't like every it. time I watch anything with crime, oh. I cannot sleep all night. I cannot sleep for a week. I cannot sleep. No, I love it. We never watched SVU. We are not. I can't. No. Oh my god. And every time I've been so much like a character on SVU, I'm like fuck yes, fuck yes. Like I want it so bad. Oh god, you could totally get it. They're still I mean, on the for like what twenty seasons. I can't even tell you how many times I've auditioned for it. Oh it was like God. like Criminal Everyone. Minds. I auditioned for when I was like fifteen, and then I finally booked it like when I was like twenty five. And I was like, guys, I auditioned for season one. I finally did it. it was oh, like, it's amazing! Oh yeah, like, those crime shows go on forever, forever. because there's because people there's just constantly. I kind of did like that one show. Uh, is it called Daxter? Yes, Dexter, that was good. That was really good. I I watched like three seasons. That was very. That was good. Smart. That was compelling as shit. Yeah, that was a really good premise John for Lithgow a show. As like, oh John. Lithgow. Oh my god, we are John. Lithgow oh, we're John fans. He's so fucking scary on that show. God, he was good. But yeah, was, I love that show. I he's like somebody that it. I want to meet IRL so yeah. bad. There's so many celebrities. He would be like, a really interesting lunch yeah yes you know? he really would be you know he's he like really would grammar be. where i feel like he's been in it for Ooh. so long and has Ooh. like such a body of work and then it's just like so I talented saw, okay, i saw kelsey grammar we need in... to stop having lunch with uh old white men though let's tr- let's bring in some women oh, oh we're okay. not having we are not even having lunch with old white men what are you talking about <laughs> i mean these, these like in we should theoretical stop lunch in this theoretical lunches we need to stop fan yeah there you go i was like when are we ever going to lunch with anybody Hold on, my, my old white man is here to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, wait, oh, you're John Lithgow. John Lithgow. <laughs> no, I was going to say something about Kelsey oh, Grammer. Right. He was in La Cage Faux, right? Yes. I saw him on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He played, he was um, he was unbelievable. His his life story is like fascinating too. Like his, I think his sister was murdered. I can, what? what? I feel like I remember because I used to watch like taped crime specials. And oh I my feel God, like, who are you? I mean, oh my God, you are into crime. I was like, so into it, so into it. So like, I like, I would have like my aunt like tape something, and then I would watch it on like, like what I grew. I mean, it also sounds like I'm a thousand years old, but like we just didn't have money, so like my TV in my bedroom as a kid was black and white, and it had like wow. rabbit ears. I think up until I was like 13, so I'd watch The Simpsons in like black and white. Like obviously, I had seen it in color. Sure. Like we had a color television yeah. in our living room, but like my sister like, and I yours. had like. Yeah, like a shitty wow. black wild. So retro. Ooh, <laughs> very retro. You? Very retro. Yeah. Okay, um, let's wrap this up because you're going to yes, get a parking yes, yes. ticket. You are Y'all definitely going like, to get a parking it's ticket. It's happening right now. I can see him through the window. <laughs> sir? Sir? We're sir. podcasting? Sir, Step away from my bird shit covered car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we love you so much. Yeah, Tell we love everyone you. where they can find you if they don't oh. follow you already, which is just um, nuts. Yeah. Don't. Just close your eyes and you'll see me in your dreams. Um, no, oh. I am. My blog is pretty littlefawn.com and that's fawn like a deer and uh, I don't know why I picked that name but now I'm stuck with it. But you kind it's of look so like perfect. a pretty little fawn. You do look I like mean, a pretty little fawn. Is that what it came from? Like you I have a like tattoo one. on my back of it's a fawn. Pretty... No, of like a is deer. Is it a tramp stamp? No, it's like, it's like right here. Oh, I got okay. it at a party for like $20 from a guy who like had a tattoo gun and was like, let me practice. I was like, oh sounds god. great. I'm oh dry. my god, that's amazing. It's not good. Wow. It's not terrible. It could be a lot worse. Um, wow. And then the other places you can find me is, uh, you know, on IMDb. Just search my name. And Instagram. And Instagram. Uh, and that's at Pretty Little Fawn because the girl that has Courtney Halverson won't give it to me. So. Oh, oh, man. But we like Pretty Little Fawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like that. It's good. like it's, it's branding. Like, who's yeah. Courtney Halverson? We know who Pretty Little Fawn is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. We love, we love that. Oh, and then you can find OK Sis at OK Sis Podcast. Yes. All right. Thanks, ladies. 
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 